0: Hey guys, it's Olivia, and welcome to the very first episode of Casing the Pros. You know, I was doing some research on what pro to choose for today's segment, and I figured what better way to kick off the series than with the past NBA Finals Most Valuable Player and Defensive Player of the Year, Kawhi Leonard. Now Kawhi, who is arguably the best defensive player in the league, is a player that I've been a fan of ever since he was drafted in 2011. And what's super interesting about him is that he's actually a physical marvel to many doctors and basketball scouts. He stands at 6 foot 7 inches tall, but he has a 7 foot 3 inch wingspan and 11 inch long hands. And those numbers translate to him having the largest wingspan ratio of any all-star in the past 15 years. So obviously, this kind of length really helps him create the versatility he offers as a defender against everyone from point guards to forwards to everything's between. And even offensively, he's described as too strong to screen or too long to elude. But, you know, despite some of these tremendous performances throughout his career, it was unfortunately shadowed by some injuries. During the 2017 NBA Western Conference Finals, Kawhi injured his ankle, and this would keep him out of the majority of the 2017-2018 season, after which he was traded to the Toronto Raptors. So around this time, it was reported that he suffered from a right quadriceps tendinopathy, which is a term that is used to describe any tendon condition that kind of causes pain or swelling. And in Kawhi's case, it was really just an overuse injury. We know that our tendons are important for athletic performance and explosive movements, but they're also sensitive to load and are susceptible to overuse injuries as a result of excessive loading, such as how elite athletes like Kawhi undergo vigorous training on regular basis and are expected to perform at the highest levels for 82 regular season games in addition to potential playoffs. Which, if you've seen Kawhi play, you know that he's probably making the playoffs. So to kind of offset this, during the 2018-2019 to championship season with the Toronto Raptors, the team placed Leonard on load management protocols, as the knee issues he continued to develop may have been a result of overcompensating for the right quadriceps that he previously injured. The injury that I really want to focus on, however, actually happened during his second season with the Clippers in 2021, which ended in heartbreak as Kawhi tore his ACL during the second round of the playoffs. He suffered a right knee sprain in Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals against the Utah Jazz after a fourth quarter foul in transition by the opposing player. He actually stayed in the game for a little bit, making two free throws, but eventually subbing out with 4 minutes and 35 seconds left to play the game. But what exactly is the ACL? Okay, so to start off, it's a ligament that's a part of the knee. And looking into the overall knee anatomy, the knee is a hinge joint held together by four ligaments. And a ligament is a structure in the knee that holds the bones together and helps to control your joint movement or your motion. There's a ligament on each side of the knee called the collateral ligaments, and then there's two ligaments deep inside your knee. Focusing on the two ligaments inside the knee that cross each other, one is called the anterior cruciate ligament, which stands for ACL, and then there's the posterior cruciate ligament known as the PCL. So overall with ACL injuries, they're so incredibly common in sports and the ACL actually controls how far forward the tibia bone in your lower leg can slide relative to the femur which is your upper thigh bone. It essentially acts to kind of prevent too much forward movement. The injuries are caused really when you make a sudden change in movement, speeding up or slowing down too quickly, causing strain in the ligament. Just like how Kawhi was driving towards the basket and then he kind of landed awkwardly per se. If you want to see a video of this, definitely check out the link tree on the Casing the Pros Instagram account and you will see it there. The at is Casing the Pros Podcast. It was revealed later that Leonard's injury was a partially torn right ACL that required surgery with no timetable to return, and this is just ahead of the decision that he has to make on a player option for next season. So, with this partial tear description, it typically means that this was very likely a grade 2 moderate of the anterior cruciate ligament. What are the grades of an ACL tear, you may ask? Well, there are three grades total. Grade 1 injuries include ACLs that have suffered mild damage, a.k.a. the ACL is mildly stretched, but it still provides adequate stability to the knee joint. Grade two ACL injuries are pretty rare and describe an ACL that is stretched or partially torn just like Kawhi's. And then we have grade three ACL tears, which you can imagine are the worst, and they happen when the ACL is torn completely in half and is no longer providing any stability to the knee joint. Okay, so let's say that you injure your interior cruciate ligament. You may hear a popping noise and you may feel your knee giving out from under you. Other typical symptoms include pain with swelling. And if ignored, this swelling and pain may resolve on its own. However, if you attempt to return to sports, your knee will probably be unstable and you could risk causing further damage to the cushioning cartilage known as the meniscus of your knee. It was revealed later that Leonard's injury was a partially torn right ACL that required surgery with no timetable to return. And this is just ahead of the decision that he has to make on a player option for next season. So, with this partial tear description, it typically means that this was very likely a grade 2 moderate of the anterior cruciate ligament. What are the grades of an ACL tear, you may ask? Well, there are three grades total. Grade 1 injuries include ACLs that have suffered mild damage, aka the ACL is mildly stretched, but it still provides adequate stability to the knee joint. Grade 2 ACL injuries are pretty rare, and describe an ACL that is stretched or partially torn, just like Kawhi's. And then we have grade three ACL tears, which you can imagine are the worst, and they happen when the ACL is torn completely in half and is no longer providing any stability to the knee joint. Okay, so let's say that you injure your interior cruciate ligament. You may hear a popping noise, and you may feel your knee giving out from under you. Other typical symptoms include pain with swelling, and if ignored, this swelling and pain may resolve on its own. However, if you attempt to return to sports, your knee will probably be unstable, and you could risk causing further damage to the cushioning cartilage known as the meniscus of your knee. You could also experience a loss of full range of motion, tenderness along the joint line, and discomfort while walking. In order to actually diagnose an ACL injury from these subjective measures, your doctor will perform a physical examination, checking all the structures of your injured knee and comparing them to your non-injured knee. Most ligament injuries can be diagnosed with a thorough physical examination of the knee, but an x-ray can really show you whether the injury is associated with a broken bone, or an MRI, known as magnetic resonance imaging, can really show you better images of soft tissues like the anterior cruciate ligament. You could also experience a loss of the full range of motion, tenderness along the joint line, and even discomfort while you're walking. So in order to actually diagnose an ACL injury from these subjective measures, your doctor will perform a physical examination, checking all the structures of your injured knee and comparing them with your non-injured knee. So most ligament injuries can actually be diagnosed through just this physical examination but an x-ray can also show you whether the injury was associated with a broken bone or an MRI known as magnetic resonance imaging can show you better images of soft tissues like the anterior cruciate ligament. Now moving on to treatment options, they really are based on the symptoms and of course the thorough examination, potentially the growth remaining on um, someone's growth plates, the type of injury to the ligament, and the type of sports and activity goals. Non-surgical treatment is typically the most appropriate for those grade 1 injuries, and this would include immobilization or bracing, some physical therapy, and of course this gradual pro- progression back to regular activities and sports. Surgical treatment is recommended for individuals with a grade 3 or complete ACL tear, even partial such as kawaii, and surgical options really are based on the type of ACL injury Whether the patient has an open or closed growth plate, which kind of depends on their age, and then the type. There are still so many questions about the injury that Kawhi ultimately suffered. And whether or not his previous issues with the right leg may have contributed to this injury and what his return to play time frame looks like. But Kawhi ultimately decided to undergo surgery for the reconstruction of the ligament, which, even though he has a grade 2 rupture, is repaired the exact same way it would be for a grade 3 full rupture of the ligament. So let's talk about how to actually surgically repair Kawhi's ACL. And in order to really restore as much knee stability as possible, the ligament must be reconstructed, as mentioned previously. So the doctor will replace his torn ligament with a tissue graft. And this graft acts as a scaffolding for the new ligaments to grow on. Grafts can be obtained from several sources. Often they're taken from the patellar tendon, which runs between the kneecap and the shin bone. Hamstring tendons at the back of the thigh are also commonly used as a source of grafts, and sometimes a quadriceps tendon, which runs from the kneecap into the thigh. Finally, a cadaver graft, known as an allograft, can be used, which is a tissue graft from a donor who is obviously not genetically identical. So surgery to rebuild an anterior cruciate ligament is done with an arthroscope using small incisions. Arthroscopic surgery is way less invasive as it requires only minor incisions in the joint which is then used for insertion of the arthroscope. The benefits of less invasive techniques include less pain from surgery, less time spent in the hospital and quicker recovery times, which is important to an um, elite athlete such as Kawhi. So, let's talk about how to actually surgically repair Kawhi's ACL and restore his knee stability, which requires the ligament to be reconstructed. The doctor will replace his torn ligament with a tissue graft, and this graft kind of acts as a scaffolding for the new ligament to grow on. Grafts can be obtained from several sources. They're often taken from the patellar tendon, which runs from the kneecap to the shin bone. They can also be taken from the hamstring tendons, which run from the back of the thigh, and also the quadriceps tendon, which runs from the kneecap into the thigh. Finally, a cadaver graft known as an allograft can be used and this is a tissue graft from a donor who obviously is not genetically identical. Surgery to rebuild an anterior cruciate ligament is done with an arthroscope using small incisions and arthroscopic surgery is overall way less invasive. It requires minor incisions into the joint and then is used for insertion of a narrow scope. The benefits of less invasive techniques include less pain from surgery, less time spent in the hospital, and quicker recovery times, which we all know is very important to elite athletes such as Kawhi. Finally, rehabilitation plays a vital role in getting Kawhi back to his daily activities. A physical therapy program will really help him regain knee strength and motion, first focusing on returning motion to the joint and the surrounding muscles. This is then followed by a strengthening program designed to protect the new ligament, and Kawhi's strengthening gradually increases the stress across the ligament. The final phase of rehabilitation is aimed at a functional return tailored for the athlete's sport. So overall, Kawhi is looking at a near nine-month return to sport timeline, and then, of course, even longer to actually reach pre-injury performance levels. Further, this really adds, you know, another burden to his lower body as he's been dealing with patellar tendon issues on both knees for the past few years, as we mentioned previously in the episode. But experts say once he's fully recovered, we would expect a return to his full activity level. History shows that there may be a gradual decline in games played and in-game performance, but based off of my observations and maybe even yours, Leonard has displayed this extraordinary resilience, and he's recovered from severe quadriceps injuries and then went on to win the NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors. So he could certainly do it again and regain his all-star form, even after this setback additionally he's of course been staying involved with the Clippers organization as the president of basketball operation Lawrence Frank revealed that Leonard has been joining in on coaches meetings among other circles throughout the season which is really great to see Now, in the past and recently, it's really important to examine the external logistics and aspects of how an injury can affect the organization and a player, because there is actually a lot of drama currently surrounding the league involving Kawhi Leonard's health status. The NBA has had an issue in the past with the Los Angeles Clippers placing their superstar player on intermittent rest and sitting him out for games throughout the early part of the season. And this has ultimately created controversy with regards to the management of Leonard's injury. However, this issue may be even larger than just the Los Angeles Clippers organization or the NBA because how to properly manage injuries of elite level athletes really comes into question. There's a difference of opinion on the topic of load management even among nba players let alone the owners in the league the nba of course has more of an invested interest in delivering the best fan experience and to have the best players in the league play because that's what they're paid to do However, what may be best for the league and the fans may not necessarily be best for the player. Elite-level athletes commonly have a high pain threshold and a low level of pain-related fear adopting the mentality of no pain, no gain. However, this makes them typical overloaders. Leonard, of course, is an intelligent individual and knows his body best. Not only is Leonard taking into consideration his personal health in the short term, but in the long term for the longevity of his career and the quality of his life after professional sports. So we as fans must respect that. Team sources have reported that they are cautiously optimistic about Leonard returning, but the Clippers are going to remain very cautious about his return. If staff doctors see any reason to shut Kawhi Leonard down, they will have no hesitancy in doing so. It's very much noting that with the Clippers being optimistic about Kawhi Leonard's current rehab process, we must keep in mind that this will be a very fluid situation until he officially returns. For now, though, this is great news for us fans and all of the Clippers fans around the world, so after discussing the basic aspects of an ACL injury, here's to hoping for a speedy recovery. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow our Instagram at podcast and on our website, CasingThePros.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again, and I'll see you for the next episode. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch up on all the latest from me, you can follow us on Instagram at Casing the Podcast, keep up with our weekly episodes, or even look at our website, casingthepros.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you for the next episode.